Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know that we've been learning a lot about the kings of Israel. We learned how after King Solomon, the nation of Israel divided into two kingdoms, a kingdom in the north and a kingdom in the south. The kingdom in the north was called Israel, and the kingdom in the south was called Judah. The southern kingdom of Judah was the smaller of the two kingdoms, with only the tribes of Judah and Benjamin living there. The other ten tribes of Israel lived in the northern kingdom of Israel. In both kingdoms, we've seen many kings come and go, and sadly, most of the kings in the north and the south did not follow after the Lord with their whole hearts. The kings were supposed to point the people to God, but instead many times they became selfish and prideful and allowed for idolatry to enter the land. They built altars to false gods and worshipped Baal and Asherah at the high places throughout the land. God's heart was grieved. This was Israel, his chosen people, a royal priesthood whom he called out of Egypt and delivered to the promised land to be a light to the rest of the world. But instead of being a light to the rest of the world, they had allowed the world to influence them. In our last episode, we learned about King Uzziah in the southern kingdom of Judah. While King Uzziah was reigning in the southern kingdom, King Jeroboam II was reigning in the northern kingdom. King Jeroboam II was no better than King Uzziah. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. In fact, he was very much like the first Jeroboam we learned about, who caused Israel to commit sins because he built golden calves for the Israelites to worship in the northern kingdom of Israel. When King Jeroboam II became king, he helped Israel regain land that had been taken from them in previous battles, and he also helped the people gain great wealth and prosperity during his reign. The Israelites in the northern kingdom became very comfortable during this time. What do I mean by comfortable? Well, I mean things were easy. Things were good. They had lots of money. They weren't at war, but they also became very greedy. With all that money, with all that wealth and prosperity, they did not think they needed to call out to God or seek Him. They did not thank Him for their wealth, for their prosperity. They did not remember Him at all. The rich became richer and took advantage of the poor among them. The people of Israel were not concerned with doing what was right or just. They forgot about God's law and His commands. They began to move farther and farther away from Yahweh. And so it was during this time that God began to raise up men, men like Elijah and Elisha, men called prophets, to speak the word of the Lord to His people. God raised up men who were brave and bold and courageous to warn the people what would happen if they did not turn 
from their wicked ways. One of these men was named Jonah. Can you say Jonah? Jonah lived in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of King Jeroboam II. Jonah was from a town called Gath Hefer, which was just about three miles north of Nazareth in Galilee, the same town where Jesus would one day live and grow up. Jonah's name means dove. Can you say dove? Jonah was the son of a man named Amittai. Jonah had a deep love for the word of God. He had studied it his whole life. He knew the commands of God. He had grown up learning about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He learned about Moses and the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. He heard the stories of Joshua and the battle of Jericho and how the walls came tumbling down because of God's faithfulness to his people. Jonah loved the word of the Lord. He knew that the commands of the Lord were good and right. And so it would have grieved Jonah's heart to look around and see his fellow Israelites living in sin and worshiping false gods. Jonah would have tried to teach them the ways of the Lord and speak to them of following after God because Jonah had followed after God his whole life. God saw Jonah's heart for righteousness and holiness. And so God chose Jonah for a very, very special mission. Now you might be thinking you already know what this special mission is going to be. Maybe you think God is going to send Jonah to the Israelites to call them to repent and turn from their wicked ways. Or maybe you think God is going to send Jonah to King Jeroboam II and, and command him to cut down the Asherah poles and remove the Baal idols. Well, that's not exactly the mission that God had in mind for Jonah. God did have a message for Jonah. God was going to send Jonah somewhere to deliver that message, but it would not be to the Israelites. You see, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. Did you hear that? Just in case you missed it, I'll say it again. God told Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh. That's right, not Israel, not Jerusalem, not anywhere near Jonah, but all the way to Nineveh. Now you might be wondering, what is so bad about Nineveh? Well, truth seekers, Nineveh was outside of Israel. Nineveh was not an Israelite city. Nineveh was a city in the land of Assyria, and the Assyrians were one of the worst, most evil, most cruel enemies of the Israelites. The Israelites hated the Assyrians and saw them as a great threat. And here, God was calling Jonah, an Israelite prophet, to go to a foreign land, to another country, to an evil city, and warn them and call them to repent? Well, Jonah was not having any of that. He could hardly believe what God was asking him to do. 
And so for the first time in Jonah's life, he disobeyed the Lord. He would not go to the Ninevites, the worst people in the world, and preach to them to repent. Surely none of God's other great prophets like Elijah and Elisha had gone to foreign nations and preached to them. No, Jonah could hardly understand what was happening. And what if he did go? And what if he gave this message? And what if they did repent? Jonah knew that God was a God of mercy and would surely forgive them. Jonah could not stand the thought of offering mercy to such a cruel and evil people. He did not want God to have mercy on any nation but his own, especially not Assyria. You see, Jonah had forgotten God's ultimate purpose for Israel. God's purpose for Israel was to be a light to the rest of the world. Israel was to show the rest of the nations that there is a real God in heaven and his name is Yahweh. Israel was to help other nations to know about God. But instead of going to Nineveh to give them God's message, Jonah ran away. Now, you might be thinking, how can anyone run away from God? Well, you really can't. But Jonah tried. He bought the first ticket as far away from Israel as he could go, in the complete opposite direction of Nineveh. He bought a ticket to go to a town called Tarshish. He went down to the city of Joppa, where he found a ship bound for Tarshish. After paying for his ticket, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. While Jonah was aboard the ship, the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own false god, and they threw the cargo into the sea, trying to lighten the ship. But Jonah? Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. Well, this terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? For they knew he was running away from the Lord, because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? And Jonah said something that amazed them. Pick me up and throw me into the sea, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. You see, Jonah knew he had put their lives at risk by disobeying the Lord. But the men did not want to throw Jonah overboard. Instead, they did their best to row back to land, 
but they simply could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before, and they were not strong enough to steer the boat. Then they cried out to the Lord, O Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, O Lord, have done as you pleased. And then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this the men greatly feared the Lord when they saw he had calmed the sea. They believed. They believed in Jonah's God, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Only a true and living God could do something as miraculous as that. Right then and there, they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to serve him. Now, Jonah, you might be wondering, what happened to Jonah? Poor Jonah, thrown overboard into the sea. Is that the end of the story for Jonah? Oh, no. You see, the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah. That's right. A large, gigantic fish, maybe even a large whale, was sent to save Jonah's life. Can you imagine being swallowed by a large fish? Jonah was inside that large fish for three days and three nights. God miraculously kept Jonah alive for three days in the belly of that fish. And from inside the belly of that fish, Jonah did the only thing he knew to do. He prayed. He prayed one of the most beautiful prayers you've ever heard. Would you like to hear Jonah's prayer? Jonah prayed. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help and you listened to my cry. You, O Lord, hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounded me, seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, you, O Lord, brought my life up from the pit. O Lord my God, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temples. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And so, after Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry ground. Dear Truth Seekers, this is not the end of the story for Jonah. He still has a mission to complete. But what have we learned so far in today's story? Other than wondering what it would be like to be stuck in the belly of a large fish, 
I think one of the biggest truths we learn about God from Jonah's life is that God is a God of mercy. Can you say mercy? What does it mean when we say that God is a God of mercy? Well, mercy means to show compassion or forgiveness instead of judgment, even when that person might deserve it. God showed mercy to Jonah instead of judgment, even though Jonah had disobeyed him. Jonah knew he had been disobedient, and he recognized that it was God who sent the fish to save him instead of letting him drown. You might think that Jonah's greatest fear was drowning, but I think Jonah's greatest fear was not drowning, but was being banished forever from God's presence, from never having access to God again, to not feeling God close to him or near him. He did not want to be banished from God's sight, and yet God saw him and remembered him and found him at the very depths of the ocean. God rescued him. You may feel like God is very far away from you today. You may even know that you have disobeyed God and think that he could never love you again. But friends, that is a lie. Jonah tried to run as far away from God as he could, but he still could not run from God's presence. God saw Jonah the whole time. God knew exactly where Jonah was, even in his disobedience. And God gave Jonah a second chance. God gives me and you second and third and fourth and fifth and so many chances because of Jesus. Maybe you've sinned. Maybe you've disobeyed. Maybe you think you are so far away from God that he could never love you again. Well, friends, just look at Jonah. If God could save Jonah, he can save you too. The only way to get out of the mess you are in is to call out to God. It's your sin that qualifies you to accept the gift that Jesus came to give. He offered his life so that you could be saved. Jesus took your sin so that you could be forgiven. But you have to be the one to call out to him, just like Jonah did. Jonah said, in my distress, I called to the Lord. In his deepest, darkest, worst moment, Jonah called out to the Lord. In the middle of his mess, his literal mess with fish guts all around him, he called out to the Lord. He did not wait until he had himself all together. No, he called out when he was in his greatest need. And the best part? The Lord answered him. He listened to his cry. Jonah said that when his life was slipping away, he remembered the Lord and his prayer rose to God. To remember the Lord is to know that God is with us and all around us and that we can call out to him at any time. Do you feel like Jonah today? Like maybe you are so far gone that God could never love you or find you or forgive you? Friends, that is a lie from the devil. Even at the bottom of the ocean, God found Jonah. We are never too far gone for God to save us. Call out to him today. Call upon the name of Jesus. Let his blood wash over you and cleanse you of all your sins. Accept his forgiveness today and know that you are a child of God 
loved and seen by him. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in the book of Jonah, chapters 1 and 2. Be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode as we learn about what happens to Jonah next. Will he go to Nineveh? You'll just have to listen to find out. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Jesus, we thank you that when we feel like we are drowning, overcome by our sin and disobedience, you stepped in and gave your life for us. You took the punishment that was meant for us. You took all of our sin and disobedience and placed it at the cross. We cry out to you today and say, forgive us, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me for running away from you. Forgive me for trying to do things my own way. Forgive me for being disobedient. I repent and ask for you to wash me white as snow. And thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for hearing me and seeing me even when I feel so far away from you. I am never too far from you that you can't save me. You reach down and you pull me out of my pit just like you did with Jonah. And you make me your child and you set me on high with you because of your great love and your great mercy. Thank you for having mercy on us. We are so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I am so excited to share with you that the Truth Seekers podcast now has t-shirts. That's right, we've got t-shirts. T-shirts for adults and kids that have the logo of the podcast on them and other different designs. If you are interested in looking at some of the designs and some of the different t-shirts that we have, you can go to etsy.com, that's E-T-S-Y dot com, and search for Truth Seekers Store. It's all one word, no spaces, Truth Seekers Store. And you'll type that in and you should find the store and you'll see different t-shirts there with different designs. Like I said, there are sizes for adults and sizes for kids. And so I would love for you to get a t-shirt, wear that around, sport those t-shirts, spread the word about True Seekers podcast. I'm just super excited. I know some of you have asked about that before. So if you are interested in getting a True Seekers podcast t-shirt, go to etsy.com. True Seeker store. You can also find the link on Instagram. If you follow us on Instagram, you can click on the link in the profile and it will take you straight to the store. So let me know if you decide to get a shirt, take pictures, post them, um, tag me in it or tag True Seekers in it so I can see you wearing your t-shirts. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today, True Seekers. And I look forward to our time together next week.